0: Welcome back to the Key in the Lake Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hey, this is Jake coming live from Chicago, Illinois, as the snow is coming down in the middle of April. Yes, Chicago. So great to be back. So great to be back. And what I mean by that is I spent the last uh, few days down in Kentucky, picking some single barrels with some friends and some new friends and... You know, just some colleagues of the whiskey industry, and it was a wonderful time, and that's really what I'm here to talk about this morning, just the community that whiskey can build and the relationships that you can have inside of there that makes this industry unlike any other one I think I could ever think of, because I've worked in a couple of different industries, the art, event planning, kind of that kind of stuff um, in my early 20s, but there's nothing that draws community together like whiskey. So this past week, uh, Steve Malloy, who owns Malloy's Finest, out here in the greater Chicago area where he has three stores in Lyle, Naperville, and Glen Ellyn. Had to think of all three suburbs, all in the western suburbs, invited a few people down to Kentucky to select some single barrels at Maker's Mark, Buzzard Roost, um, Peerless, Starlight, and I feel like I'm forgetting one more. Oh yes, Hard Truth as well. So, uh, Heart Truth, which is in Indiana, Starlight, Social, actually in Indiana, but just over the border. But we went over to Bardstown and hung out for a few days, um, had some great whiskey, created a few memories. I think we all have new friends, too, which is great to see. So, uh, along with myself um, from Chicago, Lynn and Jamie, which Jamie is the jw.bourbon on Instagram, and Lynn is the whiskey gal. And that one dude, Ryan, you might have heard from in Tampa Bay— who is quite the following on TikTok and Instagram, also joined us. And of course, Chris, the Urban Bourbonist, joined us as well from Chicago to create a top-notch barrel picking squad down in Kentucky for uh, the picks that Steve will be having in his store, I'm assuming probably within the next couple of months. Usually the turnaround for single barrels is around two to three months, and it sounded like some of these barrels were going to be back in the store pretty quickly. Uh, For my sake, or for my beginning of the adventure, started on Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock when I realized the night before that I was driving to Bardstown, pretty much to Bardstown. And with the time change, I had to uh, take into effect that the extra hour was going to add an earlier hour of waking up, so I was up around 4.30 in the morning, jumped in the car and Drove down to Kentucky, straight to Loretto, actually, to meet the team over at a diner, bar, restaurant, honky-tonk, whatever it may be, to have a little lunch before we met up over at Maker's Mark to select our private select barrel. Uh, Greg, who is the single barrel rep for Maker's Mark here in the Chicagoland area, took us out to lunch. That's where we started our day. Met the whole team down there. Oh, and Lola's joining me now here in the studio to begin what would be a few days great few days of selecting single barrels but you know what this whole trip really reminded me of is that the whiskey industry like i said before is unlike any other whiskey whiskey, uh, under any other industry because you could see me as a rep for star ward being down in kentucky being down to other distilleries as working against or working for the competition of star ward i mean a lot of people think, well, why would a a representative of one brand be down at other distilleries selecting single barrels for uh, a retail store in which, you know, Starward has single barrels in? Isn't that kind of fighting against what you do? And I never even thought of that coming into my mind whatsoever when Steve asked me to come along the trip. And I think that's why he did. You know, he trusts my palate. He trusts, I guess, my instincts. And um, we've developed a friendship out of our working relationship as well. Him being a retail owner and me being a supplier of a brand. And I just thought, whoa, what a cool experience. I don't get to go to a lot of distilleries all the time because I'm working for a distillery. I'm doing my job as a as a whiskey ambassador and my distillery is over in Australia. So, you know, when I have free time, I don't always go to Kentucky or go to other distilleries. And, you know, you try to get to your friends' places around the area, but. A lot of the time is spent um, you know, building my own brand, building our brand as Starward here in the United States, and a lot of times you just kind of want to remove yourself from <laughs> the whole whiskey industry. My wife always constantly reminds me to turn my brain off when we go out to eat, when we go to have a drink, when we go to have a cocktail somewhere. It doesn't have to be work-related just because we're inside of a bar or a restaurant. So getting back to my main point, you know, I didn't think working, along Steve, well, working with Steve and along with everybody else that was on the trip as... Competing against Star Wars, I see it as just an opportunity to further my knowledge as a whiskey ambassador, going inside and seeing the process of selecting single barrels at giant, giant, you know, brands like Maker's Mark and being in Bardstown, Bourbon Co., which has one of the most beautiful facilities, I think, in all of Kentucky and seeing those operations in the inside and out about what makes these brands stand out. What makes them different? How does it different from what we do? What could I take from little parts of their distillery um, experience and their single barrel experience and apply it to Star Wars to have it make sense for our brand? I just see it as an educational opportunity. No one there who have found out that I worked on their brand, I think probably every barrel pick, um, it kind of came up that I worked for a distillery, and no one from those brands was like, whoa, why are you here? Everyone just openly accepts you as somebody who's just a whiskey fan and then they want to know a little bit about your brand what makes it different or someone even knew about star ward and they had questions for me about the brand and it's a great inviting experience uh, i that's what i love about working in the whiskey industry and why i've been in it for so long and it kind of relates back to the stories my grandfather would tell me about um, brands coming over to Jim Beam. He was an engineer. So they'd be asking questions about um, mash tanks and boiler systems and all that. And they, them just consulting together f- for free and helping each other out. You hear, I had, I had the opportunity to spend some time um, with Jimmy Russell a few years back with uh, Wilson and Bob, Bob Zacharias, who used to run Fountainhead and now runs the bar over at Maplewood brewery here and distillery here in Chicago. And we fortunately had about 20, 30 minutes to sit down with him and just pick his brain one afternoon. He'd tell you, tell you stories about about them going over to other distilleries and asking for help and asking for equipment and then just really building their brands essentially together down in Kentucky because they were all neighbors. You hear these stories, you read these stories. I think Pappy Land is a great experience uh, or showcase of that. Um, Write Thompson's book about Julian Van Winkle getting barrels from his friends for a cheaper discounted price, asking for parts for laboring his distillery in the woods where he he was creating, you know, the mythological brands that we love today from, from him. And it was all about building it with other people. Um, Obviously you have a focus in your, in your brain about how you want to build your own brand, how you want to build your own distillery, but there's definitely friends there to help you along the along the way. And those friends just happen to own their own distilleries. And that's a community has really been showcased through, I think, the last you know, eighty years since post prohibition, probably before that too, but so much more information is out there about how these distilleries started, who they're building their brands with, how they, you know, these brands went from one hand to the other hand and so many people owned them at different times and now it's back to somebody else. And a lot of just uh, portfolios are kind of owned or own a lot of brands these days. At the same time though, we're just people that build these brands and people inside of them. And there's a curiosity that we all have about whiskey and that's what was the driving force of this past week down there selecting single barrels was this like-minded curiosity about what could you get from a barrel? that in a collective group could come in together and oversee and collectively come to want to have as a single barrel to represent Molloy's. And everybody has different taste buds, everybody has different palates. Everyone has different opinions about what, uh, you know, what would sell well to the mass public when you're, you know, when you're buying somewhere around 200 bottles of whiskey to sell for a premium price. So it was really interesting to go from there and um, share those experiences with everybody down there. Um, we started off at Maker's Mark, well, this I did on Wednesday afternoon. We spent probably around four hours at the distillery. Came out uh, selecting an interesting, um, interesting take on their private barrel select. I don't know if you know. I'm sure most people do know. I guess. How they do their process where it's you know it's all based from makers and then you have a different stave combination that you can build and blend together while at the distillery and then they do a finish of the whiskey in with those staves that you choose uh, i won't release the staves we did just in case steve wants to keep that private until the barrel is actually released but we went through i think seven or eight different combinations of staves and you know it's pretty proprietary. Uh, it's not necessarily proprietary in the sense that they don't they they catalog whatever you build, and someone else can't another group or another store can't come in and actually make that. But with all of the mass options there, relatively or relatively avail available, uh, it's probably it's very impossible that that two different groups of people would select the same outcome of staves. But we uh unanimously came to a decision um after trying seven or eight different samples and. You know, being pretty good into our cups as the time we left Maker's Mark, which was an amazing experience. It's just it's a really different experience of going there and walking the campus with somebody from the inside and showing you all around, going past you know the caution tape and seeing different parts of the stiller that you wouldn't get to see on just a normal tour, and then sitting in their single barrel tasting room and trying so many different kinds of Maker's Mark. and blend together to create your own bespoke blend essentially and doing with people that are really having a really good time and with smiles on their face for a couple hours and you really just enjoy this amazing experience and doesn't hurt that when it's a beautiful blue sky day and 70 degrees outside and the sun is shining and you're like wow this is what it's kind of all about (laughs) so that was a great start to our trip Um, Later in the trip, or later that day, we went uh, back to Bardstown where we were staying, and Chris got us into uh, the Bardstown Bourbon Collective launch party, which I didn't really know what we were going to. I'll be honest with you, I didn't really understand what the Bardstown Bourbon Collective was, even though I talked to somebody from the company immediately as I walked in the door um, and was pulled to a side and separated from our group, and this person gave me the rundown of it all. I'm not sure exactly. I guess it's a tourism board if you will, but it's a really we found out throughout the week that it's a, for a really great cause. The Bur- Bur- Bardstown Bourbon Collective, um, six distilleries in the area, six or seven distilleries in the area came out, came around and donated us a, a barrel essentially or a blend of something very unique from their distillery. Um, around 120 to 200 bottles were bottled for, from each distillery. Like beam had this blend of like, I think 11, 13 and 15 year old whiskey. And it was around 113 proof. If I remember correctly. Um, so something super unique from them and they were releasing around 120 bottles of it. So each distillery involved heaven's door, uh, log still, Bardstown, um, Jim beam, as I mentioned, uh, preservation, and I'm forgetting one off the top of my head, but um, there was at least six maybe I even mentioned six who knows so um, throughout the week the people the distillers were having a special release and you come by and buy one of those bottles and then a large percentage of that money was donated to charity which was really cool. They had donated the previous year um, to uh, the emergency response team at Bardstown where they could have I uh, guess kind of more of a um, efficient system of have being called to responses uh, faster. I think for all departments of EMTs, fire, and police. So a large percentage of those proceeds were going there. The bottles were going from two hundred dollars, I think, per at the distillery. So really cool event there. And it turned out that like just kind of everybody who you see online a lot in Bardstown, Louisville, um, in that kind of Kentucky area. Just happened to be there, and people were like, "What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here?" So you got to meet a lot of cool people. Got to meet the guys in Bourbon Lens, um, for the first time in person. Um, really sweethearts there. Uh, got to meet Tyler Louisville Bourbon Buzz for the first time, and Tyler will come back later into the story as he helps to select the barrel over at Starlight. You know, it was these people that you see fixtures online, and you, you like, oh, that seems like a cool dude, and you get to meet him in person, and guess what? They are cool dudes. Um, and bring those online friendships into real life, which is always great to do. Great to see. So, we were there hanging out um for the night, and the next morning we got up early, head over to Bardstown, um, Bourbon Co, and selected a barrel from Buzzard Roost. So Buzzard Roost does the bottling and their blending process over at Bardstown right now, and we selected from four different single barrels. Chose some really we had a hard choice of choosing from four delicious barrels. Two initially were like instantaneously, two were instantaneously. Right in the front. Um, leaders of the pack for sure. And thinking like, it's gonna be one of these two. And as you let the glasses open up a little bit from the barrels, as we were thieving straight from the straight, straight from the barrels, we found one that was very compelling. We had a little water to it, we found it even more delicious as the flavors opened up, it started tickling our palates. And we're like, Oh, man. Is this a selection? Did we already we already chose the barrel? Actually, by this point, we were probably over an hour into the process, and we came back and revisited one of the one of the one of these casts. We'll call it barrel number three, and I think as whiskey drinkers, we loved it. They were all high rye bourbons, um, but this one was just confusing to the palate. In that, in the sense of, if you blinded it to somebody, I don't think they would believe it's a bourbon. It tasted like a little malty it had definitely the rye quality to it but your mind wouldn't immediately go to this is a this is a bourbon just because of the unique uh, style of um unique flavor and taste that it gave don't want to give it away because i also don't want to tell you what we bought just in case steve wants to reveal it as a little bit of a surprise but we did choose a choosing a delicious single barrel there over at bardstown and later that day, I lost my keys in the car, so we spent a little extra time over at Bardstown as we waited for uh, tow truck service to come over and pop that door open for me. Thank you very much to Ellis uh, Tow Service in Town. If you ever have your car keys locked in your car, give them a call. Um, Yes. And then later that day, we went over to preservation, had a private tasting uh, with Shelby, um, just absolute sweetheart and amazing human being. And we had uh, some really great whiskeys from them that uh, obviously a lot of people know about them blending together a very old whiskey and uh, some other also their their own whiskey to that as well. So a great day there. And then we just, uh, you know, kind of hung out and ate, drank in the hotel at Bargetown Motor Lodge, which I will suggest anybody stay at. It's a fun little place. It's a converted motel um, in Bardstown. The uh, staff there is amazing, really great food, beds are nice and comfortable, pool, a um, little fire pit area in and, and the courtyard. So I think I would say probably everyone who's staying at the hotel is there to be on the bourbon trail. So not like you're going to bother anybody by drinking some bourbon in the middle of the picnic tables as the bonfires are going throughout the night in the courtyard. Um, yeah, the next day we drove back over to, uh, Starlight at 10 AM for a single barrel pick. And I just want to say, I've been to Starlight now, I think this is my third time, but it's my first time being there and for a private experience or being there f- with uh, such a single barrel. But the team there, I mean, the Hubers are just amazing human being, human beings. Um, Andrew, who showed us around, super knowledgeable, just like, it feels like almost like a personality, the brand, if you will come to life, um, They gave us a tour around the entire farm, took um, some carts around and uh, saw all the different um, fruits they're growing, all the branches that are are kind of budding right now, their bees that they collect there to make their own honey, drove around the lake, everything about it uh, to see how this family who started seven, eight generations ago on this farm, making brandy and wine is now distilling some just amazing whiskey. And we sat in the Rick in the Rick house and tasted through like 10 or 11 different barrels to have uh, a difficult choice to choose from. And we ended up choosing two. So it's a uh, two amazing cast. But I think what I love the most about that was just sitting, sitting down and having conversations um, with Christian, who's one of the sons that runs the company um, with Andrew and then all the people there too. Cause Tyler from uh, we have a, Bourbon Buzz was there, and then um, Steve Berman's Bourbon, Berman, who, Berman, who you might know on Instagram, also joined us for that pick. So we kept meeting with people throughout um, the time in Kentucky to, that were, you know, part of the Instagram whiskey community or whatever you want to call it. And developing real-life friendships out of those, which was really neat. I always say, or I think everyone does say, too, this that at its best, whiskey brings us together, and that's certainly what it did this weekend. I always like mentioning that during my tastings um, or my private events as an ambassador, because usually they're probably usually a great time. Whiskey obviously opens up a conversation, makes people feel a little more loose, a little more comfortable in their scent, in a sense. But and that's what it really, I guess, did for us this weekend. Um, I don't I didn't know Jamie and Lynn all that well if only hung out with them a couple of times. Um, Chris and I are obviously friends had never met Ryan, Uh, Steve and I have a good working relationship and a good friendship, but you never know where it might go when there's five, six, seven people um, on a trip together that aren't family, you know, like you aren't, some people are better friends than others, um, but you never know how it might go, but it was was a great time, Um, we had all smiles and laughs, ate good food, obviously drank an assortment of great whiskey, an abundance if you will. Um, but for me it was just the most it was really it was really cool to see the background or the um the behind the scenes of these some of these distilleries and how they operate and how I could apply that to my job and take little bits and pieces from the people we were talking to the people that were entertaining us and apply it to my job. I always want to like steal little parts of each distillery or each ambassador or market manager or representative that I meet from a distillery. And add it to what I love to do, which is story tell and tell the story of Star Ward whiskey. Even though it's an Australian whiskey, it's all made you know, the same way. It's, uh, it's a mashed fermented grain that's then distilled and put into a barrel to see what happens. It's just the life comes, the life of a whiskey comes from of where it is. You know, is it the, the heat, the cool weather, the barrel that it sits inside of, um, the grains of where they came from? a particular place on earth. And we we're just a group of people. We were are all different backgrounds, um, but came together and had just an amazing trip. Don't want to sit here and talk about too much time because I know we've all been down the river trail or you can kind of see our trips through uh, our posts on Instagram and Ryan on TikTok, <laughs> And I'm sure someone even probably out there on Facebook too, but um, visually you can see what happened, but it's hard to depict um, a really fun trip with people that you now are definitely friends with when you were just uh, almost online friends together. Um, so it's the beauty of the world and the beauty of what whiskey can do when we just uh, put down, put aside of our differences and only focus on what we enjoy together and what brings us alike, um, which is whiskey. So pretty cool to do that in that sense. That's really all I got I got here um, for today. Short little one, just a little wrap up of the trip. Um, talk about the uh, the good things in life, the positivity in life. We are having a couple interviews here in the next uh, couple weeks that are quite interesting. Um, I don't want to spoil it or you know jinx it, but we do have one man who's been avoiding this podcast for quite some time that we are sitting down with on Thursday to have his voice recorded and his whiskey drink at this table or some table here in Chicagoland area. So looking forward to that. Hope everyone out there um, had a great, beautiful weekend. It was 80 here in Chicago two days ago and now it's 30 and snowing, but you know, we'll bounce back. We'll bounce back and have a great time, a great spring, and then hopefully a great summer too. So uh, for Jake, um, anybody out there, follow us uh, key in the lake on mostly just Instagram, um, a little bit of Twitter, and go to keyinthelake.com for any podcasts, some old stories that we've had um, out there written in the past. Um, but yeah, every podcast we have ever recorded is available at keyinthelake.com. Cheers, everybody.